Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, back with another episode here in The Truth, back with another positional tier here for fantasy football, as today we are going to be talking about the final positional tier, tight ends. If you guys wanted to see kickers and defense and special teams, you can look something up like Fantasy Pros, because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. But for tight ends, it is a bit interesting. It's kind of an interesting show. Tight ends, I feel like there's like five solid ones every year, and the rest are pretty much dog shit. You know, for this show today, I know I got about 35 tight ends. I don't know. I think AJ's around the same number there. I think most of my tight ends are tier four, which I'll talk about later. But there are some guys that maybe will surprise you, and then maybe will be kind of on your radar as fantasy season does approach. Speaking of AJ, I am joined with AJ Ponciano once again. AJ, how are you doing here today, buddy? I'm doing great now. How are you? How have you been? I've been great. I'm really tired. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you could tell there in the wide receiver show. It's been a long couple week, week and a half. I had made a visit to Ridgecrest to see my girlfriend and, of course, AJ Ponciano. Give him the truth shirts, which you guys should definitely go check out by taking a look at the Twitter giveaway ends there August 28th. And then I came home from that. Uh, both the times, I had two times where I woke up at about four Drove there, drove back, and then the next day I ended up driving 24 hours in two days up to college. Been trying to adjust the central time zone and all that stuff, and obviously enjoying myself at college, if you know what I'm saying. So it's it's been a whirlwind of a week, week and a half, and powering through. You know, I, I love fantasy football. I love football. We both do. Everyone does. It's the best time of the year, but this August to September is the grindiest point. I mean, school's starting for me on Monday. There's a lot going on, so... Yeah, it's 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 very interesting, but I'm excited. I know that I just kind of rattled on and on there. I appreciate you asking the question. Let's stop talking about how lazy I am. Let's go ahead and talk about tight ends. So if you guys are new, we'll go over our superstar tier as well as tier one through tier four tight ends. Take it away with your tier four slotted tight ends. So for my tier four, these are guys that I'm. if I get in my drafts, I'm really disappointed. Like, <laughs> if you keep a backup guy, like, I don't. E- I wouldn't even want these really guys as my backup. Maybe the first one, uh, and Daniel Bellinger. I mean, I guess Bellinger is gonna be the num- He's gonna be the number one tight end this year. There, uh, he's was targeted a lot last year, especially in the playoffs. Uh, so maybe that connection with him and Daniel Jones carries over. But last year, only had thirty receptions, uh, two hundred sixty-eight yards, two receiving touchdowns. Uh, had a rushing touchdown also, which I don't expect that again. But, I mean, if the connection between what we saw uh, in the postseason between him and Daniel Jones comes back, I wouldn't mind that. But just overall, I would stay away from him. Next up, I have Greg Dulich. I believe he's going to be the starting tight end for uh, the Broncos. Uh, knowing the Saints – uh, old offense. We didn't really have recent. We didn't really use with Sean Payton. We didn't really use the tight end a whole lot. Yeah, we used Shawan Johnson. Jimmy Graham was used a lot early on, but I don't think Dolchich is even close to Jimmy Graham uh, in his prime when they were using him. Last year, 33 receptions, 411 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. Uh, that's not someone who I want as my tight end at all. Uh, next up, I'm going to go Hunter Henry. Uh, Hunter Henry had that really good year, and then he kind of just disappeared. I mean, ever since he's gone uh, to the Patriots, he just hasn't done anything. I'm not quite sure if it's just been injury 
It doesn't look like it's been injury. It seems like he's played 17 games last two years. I know he had nine touchdowns his first year there, 600 yards. But last year, only two touchdowns, 509 receiving yards, 41 receptions. Not someone I'm really looking for or excited for. Now, if you get the nine touchdown upside, that could be better. But I don't really see that going on with Mac Jones and Bill Zappi. Uh, next one, I'm going to go uh, with Trey McBride. I don't mind McBride. I don't think he's going to be bad, but just because he's going to have uh, the re- he's going to have the receptions there. I mean, you got uh, Ertz there, but Ertz is getting older, uh, injured. Trey McBride was a second round pick last year, thir- 29 receptions, 665 yards, one receiving touchdown, 16 games. He did start 13, but there isn't many receiving options there. Uh, you got Marquise Brown, but outside of that, you got McBride. And there's not really anyone else who I'm like really like sticks out to me there. Uh, you are going to have to deal with Colt McCoy early on before Kyler Murray gets there. So it kind of just depends on that action. I mean, I don't really, again, I don't expect much out of uh, out of him at all. I mean, he's probably not going to do a whole lot. Next up is going to be Johnny Smith. I don't like Johnny Smith. He, I think he had like a big year a couple years ago. Uh, he had eight touchdowns, which, which was a big year, 41 receptions, 448 yards. But since then, he hasn't broken 300 uh, reception or 300 yards, and he has only had one touchdown the last two years. Uh, next up, I have uh, Cotton. I can't remember his first name for some reason for the uh, Buccaneers, but. Hey, Dutton. Is it okay, it's a K Con? Yeah. I just the Bucketeers are just so bad. I mean the quarterback play is gonna be so interesting what they're gonna do there. Is it gonna be Baker Mayfield? Is it gonna be who? I mean, I don't really know. It's gonna be Tra- Kyle Trask. Uh Kate Auden, uh forty two receptions last year, three hundred and ninety one yards, two touchdowns. Uh as a rookie, I guess it's not bad, but they're going to go to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I don't think they're going to really use the tight ends there uh, down in Tampa. Yeah, so my tier four tight ends, I mean, for tier four, I mean, these are guys that I'm avoiding at all costs, really. And it's really just the guys in the NFL that I just didn't want really to involve myself with at all. Tight ends, I mean, you got to get one. And other than that, if you get a backup tight end, it's the guy that you're just trying to avoid. First off is Zach Ertz. He is getting up there in age. He recently did get activated from the pup list, but I'm still not very high on Zach Ertz going into the season. I think Zach Ertz is a guy that, you know, he's getting up there in age, obviously, but kind of how his offense, the offense is running there in Arizona. I'm not liking the fit. I think maybe as time goes on, he's a guy that can develop into more of a tight end, a veteran tight end presence. But going into the season, I'm avoiding him. Dawson Knox, obviously Dalton Kincaid's now in the mix. It's kind of sad to see because Dawson Knox is a really good tight end. He could go to most NFL teams and be the starting tight end there. I think they are going to try to incorporate Dawson Knox in at least a little bit. But in my opinion, he's, again, it's kind of not necessarily washed, but just waiting for his next opportunity. Maybe it's a situation like Zach Ertz, although he was good in Philadelphia where he gets transferred over to him like the Cardinals. Adam Troutman for the Broncos. I don't – I mean, I, I haven't seen a good Broncos tight end in a minute. And for the Broncos, I was just talking about the impact for Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton, how bad I think their offense is really going to be. And so going into the season, I don't think Adam Trauman is going to really have any success with him, but it will be spotty at times. Kyle Granson for the Colts. This is a tight end room that's really bad. I mean, Mo Alley-Cox was really the main tight end for a period of time, but 
Going into the season for the Colts, they don't got any tight ends really whatsoever. They have Kyle Branson, Mo Ali Cox, Jelani Woods, and Andrew Ogletree. This is a team that should rely on a tight end and have any good tight end, but they just don't seem like they're going to have you know, that, that happening for them. So we'll see what happens as time goes on, but I'm not a big Kyle Granson's fan whatsoever. Evan Ingram, this might be as a surprise to some for Jacksonville, but I don't like Evan Ingram. I thought he was going to be a lot better in Jacksonville than he really was. And going into this year for Jacksonville, they have a lot more options that they can throw to. Trevor Lawrence is really starting to develop more as a more prolific quarterback, and I think they're going to get Luke Farrell more involved more. Evan Ingram is a very reliable option, but I just don't think he's going to get the opportunities that you would especially want to have at the tight end position. Austin Hooper going into the season for the Raiders this season. You know, you never know. Jimmy G loves his tight ends. We've seen that there in San Francisco with George Kittle. Maybe he is a guy that does blossom. But as far as I'm concerned, Austin Hooper is not poised to have a big season. They got Michael Mayer, who they drafted. I think Hooper is going to be the main target, at least to start. And Mayer will eventually develop as a tight end one. But going into the season, though, as a former third-round selection back in 2016, he is 28 years old, so he's getting a little bit up there in age. And time is running out for Hooper. But maybe Jimmy G will establish a connection with both of them. Because he really got Devontae Adams, and that's it on the opposite side. Gerald Everett for the Chargers or Rams? I mean, which one of the two? He's one of the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't like him. I think Darnold Parham's better. Darnold Parham is 26 years old. He's a very fast tight end. Gerald Everett is 29, getting up there in age a little bit. I think they're going to eventually switch gears over to Donald Parham in the tight end position. I think Gerald Everett's not necessarily screwed, but his production is going to dramatically decrease. And that's something going into the season that maybe some fans of Gerald Everett have to be a bit cautious about. At the end of the day, Donald Parham's too good to really sit on the sidelines and be a backup tight end, so that does concern me with Gerald Everett. Tyler Higby, ever since two, three years ago, Ben would relate to this when I was so high on Tyler Higby. He's a jack shit for me. I've definitely tried to avoid Tyler Higby at all costs. Going into the season, Tyler Higby is a guy that, again, I'm very scared of. I don't think he's going to have a good amount of production. I think he's going to falter a little bit. And that's something that, again, as time goes on, maybe he does develop into something for the Rams. Because especially with Cooper Cup's uncertainty moving forward, maybe he is a guy that does filter in very nicely. But as far as my concern right now, I'm not really high on Tyler Higby. Jerem Smythe for the Dolphins. We had talked about Jerem Smythe as a whole. The Dolphins really have two options at the wide receiver position. Can you name them? Yes. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. Other than that, they don't really have anything going. Their tight end room was not good last season with having those two wide receivers. Why would it be any better? They have one of the worst tight end rooms, which is kind of interesting to say, in all of the NFL. Hunter Henry for the Patriots. Hunter Henry was good for the Chargers. Get over the Patriots and Kind of been disappointed, at least in my eyes. I think going into the season, Hunter Henry is going to be more utilized as a run blocking tight end. You look at the run or the New England Patriots as a whole, they are a team that runs the football and has, I guess, heavy tight ends, but they got Hunter Henry and Mike Isecki. Two guys that have not lit up the page there at the tight end position, it seems like in forever. Going into the season, they have to be better. If they're able to have success, then yeah, they can be fine. But I just don't see it happening. I really don't. I don't think it's going to be something that. A lot of people are expecting to have success. Jawan Johnson for the Saints. I think Jawan Johnson at the tight end position is a bit concerning. I mean, Jawan Johnson's a guy that's interesting. I mean, we've seen him not really make much of an impact as far as fantasy is concerned. He's 26 years of age. He's still relatively young. He's a guy that consistently reminds me of a guy that's like 40. 
Last season, he did have career highs, though, 42 receptions, 508, and 7 touchdowns. I think if you're utilizing somebody at the tight end position, you got to go with Taysom Hill. I don't know what his status is going to be as far as his position is concerned, but tight end production for the Saints be a little bit spotty at times. Jordan Johnson's not the best fit. Kate Otten, again, for the Buccaneers. I feel like the Buccaneers, I mean, they had Kyle Rudolph, they had a couple, like, Ronald Gronkowski, Old Farts. Kate Otten's a guy that could develop and flourish into a big-time tight end. The issue is, and we say this every time with the Bucs, they just don't have a quarterback to throw to. If they did, then he'd be fine. He wouldn't necessarily be a terrible guy. They do filter in two to three tight ends, two at a time, though. So maybe he is a guy that does get filtered in the mix as time goes on. I'm not liking him. And then finally, Chico Ziamokwanu for the Titans. Again, the Titans' offense is pretty bad. If they're going to throw to anybody, it would be Traylon Burks when he's healthy and DeAndre Hopkins, not Chigozium Okwanu. So how the quarterback play does play will be a bit spotty, and how consistent the run game is can affect Okwanu's performance. But I'm not buying the hype here. And like I said, these are guys that I'm completely avoiding in all my drafts. Okay, your tier three. Yeah, so for my tier three, these aren't guys that I'm completely avoiding. I wouldn't say I'm going out for them if I fall if they fall to me, like at the very end of the draft, and none of these guys above them even reach me. Which at this point, how many Titans there are in the league? How many good ones uh, that are up there? You shouldn't be getting any of these guys. But these are like waiver wire guys. Like maybe like you just wait until the very, your very last pick or last couple picks to get. So, for, so first, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Chigazium Aguan. I'd, I'm not even pretend, I'm not even gonna try that. You said it, uh, fourth round pick, uh, just last year. He had 32 receptions, four and five yards, three touchdowns. I mean, I don't know how much production he's really gonna get. I don't, again, if you're if he's gonna be one of your last picks in the draft, uh, him or these next two guys, I wouldn't mind if the if that was my pick, but I'm not, I wouldn't be excited about it. Next up, I'm going to go with Conklin. I mean, uh, with the Jets, uh, we've seen how much uh, Aaron Rodgers loves going to his tight ends. I mean, we saw it just a couple years ago. Uh, I can't remember his name, uh, but he had like 10, 10 over 10 touchdowns. Uh, just overall, I think that they're the Jets. He's going to have a better season. Uh, overall, I think that they're – like I've mentioned, Rogers likes to rely on his tight end. So they're with the Jets. I don't mind him, but I wouldn't be happy. Next up, I'm going to go with Hayden Hurst. Uh, I actually like Hurst. Like, I follow Hurst on Instagram a lot, like, as a person. It's just he's a big year. Uh, he's now with Carolina. I mean, Carolina is going to be uh, an interesting team. I mean, they're definitely in the middle of a rebuild. Last year had two touchdowns, 414 yards, 53 receptions. Not a guy you really want. Now, if he got up to this, that six-touchdown year he had back in 2020 with 515 yards, 56 receptions, I wouldn't mind that. Like, I, I'd be okay, but at this point, I wouldn't want, really want to. Uh, next up, I have Gerald Everett. Everett's on the same uh, path as, like, Donald Parham or Trey McKitty. I mean, they have guys that are, were second, third, fourth-round picks. I mean, Gerald Everett was a second-round pick back in 2017. Last year, I think – had his career high in receiving yards of 555, same with recessions with 58, uh, four touchdowns was tied, which tied career high. I think a lot of people were high on him coming this year. I was also, I or last year, I drafted him last year and was very disappointed. I thought he was going to perform a lot better. And now that they have got uh, Quinn Johnston there, 
Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to do – he's going to have as much uh, production, especially Parham there. I think they're going to try to divide, evolve him and uh, McKitty a little bit more uh, than being younger. Next, up, next I'm going to go to Mike, Mike Gusecki. Gusecki had some decent years uh, with the Dolphins, but now with the Patriots, I mean, we've seen it uh, as of recent. We were just talking about Hunter Henry. I would take uh, Gusecki over Henry if I had to. Uh, Gusecki last year, five touchdowns, 362 yards, 32 receptions, played 17 games, only started one of them. Uh, the last couple years, he had 700, recept- uh, 700 receiving yards, uh, two and six touchdowns, five the year before that. But we've seen it ever since Gronk uh, had left the Patriots. They never really used the tight ends or even really attempted to use the tight ends. Uh, next up, I'm going to go with Noah Fant. Uh, I don't – Noah Fant coming into the draft a couple of years ago, he was super hyped up. I mean, the 20th overall pick. He just really hasn't panned out since then. Uh, last year is probably his worst year, 486 yards, four receiving touchdowns, which did, which does tie a career high. But it's, next up, it was 4-4-3-3 four, four, three, and three for touchdowns. So you know what his base is going to be for touchdowns. But just being there in Seattle, it's an interesting situation because they got, again, the big three wide receivers there, JSN, Metcalf, and Lockett. I just don't see Fant being used that much. Next up, uh, I got Dawson Knox. I really like Knox. Uh, now that since Kincaid's there, he's definitely not going to be used as much. I could definitely see Knox, though, getting traded mid-year. Some team uh, wanting a tight end, like how you mentioned, he could probably start on most NFL teams. I mean, he's only 26. He's going to be 27. Uh, in a few months, he had 517 yards last year, six touchdowns. Uh, last the year before that, had nine touchdowns, 587 yards. So I think again, some team he could get trade to, and he will, and he could be the star there, and he could move it up into that tier two, even tier one potentially, depending on what team he goes to. After that, I'm going to go with Logan Thomas, the former uh, quarterback turned uh, tight end uh, there in. Uh, Washington, I just don't see him doing anything. I mean, he had that one big year, and ever since then, I think it's just been some injuries. I mean, he was injured 2021, only played six games. Last year, only played 14 games. He had that year where he had 72 receptions, 670 yards, six touchdowns. I just don't think he comes close to that. Now, is there a chance that he does it? Sure, but again, that's just a chance, and I'm not going to really bet on it. Next, I'm going to go Jake Ferguson. Uh, Jake Ferguson, I mean... I just don't know what to really say about him. Uh, they haven't really done a whole lot there. Uh, he hasn't really done a whole lot. Now, he is younger, and Dak likes, likes going to his tight ends. I mean, he was a fourth-round pick last year, 17 receptions, 172 yards, two receiving touchdowns. Played 16 games, started eight. He started eight because he replaced Dalton Schultz when he was injured. Uh, now the touchdown potential is there because, like I mentioned, Dak Prescott likes going to his tight end, especially in the red zone. We saw that with Schultz. And for my last one, I'm going to go Foster Moreau slash Taysom Hill slash Jawan Johnson. Now I think Jawan Johnson is going to be more of the receiving threat and a little bit uh, scored more touchdowns out of these guys uh, receiving. Foster Moreau, he just has that connection with uh, Derek Carr, right? He's just bringing that over that they had for a while. Uh, is going to get him some playing time and then Taysom Hill you're going to get points from receiving playing tight end him rushing him maybe throwing just kind of does everything so he's going to be one of those guys 
uh, I would just put him into, into the tight end position later in the draft if you don't have a tight end. I wouldn't mind it just because he has the upside of doing all the other stuff. So my tier three tight ends are guys that, again, are mainly avoided, but more than that, these are guys that also can be high-risk guys that you could maybe establish a connection with early on or have on your bench and maybe can be guys that do produce at a good amount. First off is going to be Hayden Hurst. Going into the season for Hayden Hurst, he's kind of bounced around teams. I think he has the opportunity to be good. I mean, he's not going to be great. He's not going to be something that's necessarily a guy that's stellar, but he's a guy that can be consistent. And going into the season for the Carolina Panthers, he's a guy that Bryce Young can look to. He did have some successes there in Atlanta and Cincinnati, but going into Carolina, I think this is his best opportunity to have success. So I'm liking Hayden Hurst going into the season. Next guy I got on my list is going to be Irv Smith Jr. for the Bengals. I loved Irv Smith Jr. for the Vikings. He did have some trouble holding under the ball, but he's very fast. He reminds me a lot of like a Donald Parham, but more athletic and more of a pass-catching tight end. I think Irv Smith Jr. integrating that Cincinnati offense is going to be able to get production. He's not known for necessarily run blocking and having success there, but it's fantasy. You don't get points for run blocking. So I do like Irv Smith Jr. I think he's a high-risk player. David Njoku, kind of sad to put David Njoku this low. I used to kind of ride the David Njoku wave, but as of late for the Browns, he hasn't been as productive as maybe I think I would have expected him to be at this point of his career. David Njoku is a guy that has tons of talent. He's a guy that can be a very successful player. Still relatively young there for the Browns, but as far as the Browns are concerned, I mean, maybe as time goes on, and I do continue to throw the ball his way a little bit more, but I just haven't seen it necessarily to kind of tight end consistently. I think of him more as the backup tight end, but a guy that you can definitely draft on your fantasy teams. Luke Musgrave for the Packers coming out of Oregon State is going to be huge for the Packers this season. Unfortunately, though, Aaron Rodgers is not in Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers loves his tight ends. Luke Musgrave is assumed the starting tight end role. Second round selection, anticipated tight ends. Jordan Love has already shown a connection with him early on in the season. So it's a recipe for success for a couple years down the line, but especially in his rookie campaign. Darnold Parham, I did mention, I think they're going to transition more to Darnold Parham, but I think he's the more overall complete tight end at the tight end position. I think Gerald Everett's fine. I think he's a good run-blocking tight end, first and foremost. But Darnold Parham, as mentioned, reminds me a lot of Irv Smith Jr. And as far as fantasy production, fantasy value, I think Darnold Parham is a guy that you're going to want to definitely see in your mix as time goes on. I got Tyler Conklin on this list as well for the Jets, another former Viking. Didn't do as well as I thought he did. He had that one good game for the Jets, but it was pretty quiet other than that. As mentioned, Aaron Rodgers loves his tight end, so I think Tyler Conklin's going to have a successful year. I think Tyler Conklin's going to be a guy that has success for Aaron Rodgers and is able to thrive under his leadership and his offense compared to what he was under with, I guess, the inconsistencies for the Jets quarterback room. And then finally, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas was a guy like two years ago I was high on because he's like eight reception tight end for like 40 yards. But anytime you get eight points just on reception of the tight end position, boomer bust kind of talent. Sam Howell did love his tight end a lot in North Carolina. Going into the season, Logan Thomas is a guy that I used to be really high on him. I'm not as high as much anymore. But really, it's just Johan Donson and Terry McCorn there at the wide receiver position. So a lot of opportunity for Logan Thomas to maybe sneak in the mix and have success. Okay, your tier two uh, tight ends. So for my tier two guys, these are guys that 
I would actually be I would be happy with, uh, especially if you went tight end later in the draft, like round I don't know maybe six seven. Uh, you've already got your wide receivers. You already got your uh, running backs. You've got your quarterback, and you're just kind of looking for another guy. Uh, so first one, I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz. Uh, Schultz is going to definitely be a safety blanket there for CJ Stroud. Uh, just a big buy in the middle. I mean, 6'5", 244. Last year, 57 receptions, 577 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, the year before that, 76 receptions, 108 yards, eight receiving touchdowns. I don't know if he's going to be utilized as much uh, as he was with Dak Prescott, but just being a safety blanket, a big buy there. I mean, there's a reason why uh, they signed him this last offseason and they gave him a good amount of money to get him out of Dallas and brought bring him over to the other side of Texas. Uh, so next up after that, I have Sam Laporta, your boy of Iowa. Uh, last last year, uh, he had 657 receiving yards, only one receiving touchdown. But I think you always mention it whenever I forget to mention him. Uh, he's just going to uh, a pretty good reception. I mean, really good tight end so- school. I mean, as Iowa has been. I just think that he has the upside there with the Lions. Uh, he, there isn't really much that I can remember in the tight end room that he's going to compete against. And I think Laporte is going to have a really successful season. Next up, uh, I have Michael Mayer uh, over in uh, sorry over in Las Vegas. Uh, Mayer had a good season in Notre Dame last year. I mean, he's been solid tight or good solid tight end last two years. Last year, 108 yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, 100, or 840 yards, seven touchdowns the year before that. I think he's just going to mix right in uh, now with Waller out. He's going to be – I think he's going to be a tight end one, maybe not from right – maybe not right away, but definitely going in there. I mean, we saw how much uh, Jimmy G went to Kittle last uh, last couple years that Jimmy G was there and was the full-time starter. So I think there could be a connection there like that. Granted, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the QB – uh, room there uh, in Vegas, but having a young guy like Mayer, I think that they're going to try to use like, utilize him as much as they can. Next up, Cole Komet. Uh, we saw it last year uh, was really his breakout year. Uh, had 50 receptions, 544 yards, and seven receiving touchdowns. Yeah, he had less receptions and less yards than the year before, but only by uh, 50-ish receiving yards and 10 receptions, but he had seven receiving touchdowns, which is the most he's ever had. Uh, and I think Justin Fields is going to try to utilize him more. I think they're going to want to try to throw more. I mean, he's going to be run first, so it's going to hurt all the all the guys there. But really outside of D, uh, DJ Moore, I think Cole Komet's going to be the next uh, sure hand there. After that, I have Irv Smith. Irv Smith uh, leaving your Vikings and going to uh, the Bengals. I think he's going to really accelerate. I mean, he hasn't done a whole he didn't do a whole lot when he was with the Vikings uh granted he had guys in front of him but Irv Smith going to a really good situation we saw on Hurst how he had I believe it was like nine seven not to nine touchdowns that one year I can see him doing something like that last year only had 25 receptions 182 yards two receiving touchdowns year before that he had five receiving touchdowns I think Joe Burrow in this offense he has a little bit more room to room to grow and other guys to be able to create more space. I mean, he was a former second round pick uh, 50th overall. So there's a reason why he was next up. I'm going to go with Najoku. I know you talked about him, how you aren't the biggest fan, but uh, I don't know. I just like him. I think that he's 
he was drafted so high so long ago for a reason, and I think this is going to be the year he finally shows it. I mean, he had Baker Mayfield most of his career and then just a revolving door of just other Browns quarterbacks. Last year had 628 yard receiving yards, four touchdowns, which tied a career high. He's had four touchdowns four times in his career. I think you're going to get like a minimum 500 yards, four touchdowns, which again, if this is going to be your tight end that you get later in the draft, I wouldn't mind. That's a, de- that's a good four to have as a, uh, as a tight end, especially if you don't get one of the top guys. And lastly, in this one, I do have Higby. I don't know if Higby's going to have the best season. This is definitely more of a risk pick. Uh, a lot more, uh, 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 there's a lot of downside or upsides really hit or miss with him. It really just comes down to Stafford and how much he wants to use it and Stafford's healthy. But even though he has 72 receptions, 660 yards, uh, with three touchdowns, he isn't going to be a big touchdown guy, but 72 receptions in a PPR league, 72 points right there, 62 on top of that. I mean, he 62 points with the receptions. I mean, if the floor is three touchdowns, 500, 600 yards with 50-plus, 60-plus uh, receptions, Again, this is going to be one of those guys like Najoku where he has a good floor to him, uh, just the upsides there. And there's a chance that he may have a bad year. I mean, early on in his career, he wasn't the best. It was mainly just these last few years where he's really shown out. So looking at my tier two list, I got Cole Komet. He recently just signed an extension there with the Bears. Cole Komet is poised to have a pretty solid season. Is he going to be a top tier tight end no these are guys that I primarily are going to have as bench tight ends but guys that can be filtered in the mix every now and then Cole Komet's a guy that's not necessarily known for speed but having great hands and being a good red zone threat Jake Ferguson the new Dallas Cowboys tight end he's going to have a big year for the Dallas Cowboys I think he's a guy that Dak Prescott's going to target a lot I think especially in the red zone we saw what they've they've done with guys like um, Jason Witten as of late Dalton Schultz so Good tight end room there in Dallas. Um, they have a good area and opportunity for growth. And this, again, is, you can make an impact right away from week one, which is going to be huge. Dalton Scholes for the Texans. I like him. He's probably the number one target, per se. I mean, yeah, there's some other guys in the Texans that can have success. But as far as established guys, he's the guy that's the top of my list. I think he's the guy that's going to get maybe six, seven targets a game. Good opportunity for yards and touchdowns. Not going to win a Super Bowl, but is able to go to Houston and have success from the get-go. I almost would use him as a starting tight end at times. Noah Fant. I've been waiting for Noah Fant to kind of break out as like a tight end, like a Hawkinson or a Kittle. He just hasn't quite done that yet in Seattle. But he is a good tight end. He's a guy that's consistent. A guy that's going to get you solid numbers. Is his production going to be great this year compared to like last year per se with the addition of Jackson Smith and the Jigba? I don't think so, but I think that Noah Fant is still a very reliable option in the tight end position. I'm expecting him to have a good amount of success. I put this guy here with an asterisk because I don't know his situation. I haven't done too much research yet. But Taysom Hill, we've seen previously he's slotted at the tight end position. He is a guy that like either gives you 30 points or three, but at the tight end position, I think it's a worth a risk worth tight end or edge position. He's not just for everything I'm talking about Taysom Hill. He's played quarterback, running back, wide receiver. He's done it all. I mean, as a Saints fan, you know. But fantasy, man, high risk, high reward. Maybe some weeks he played rush for a light there. Darren Waller, now in New York. I didn't like Darren Waller last season with the Raiders, but in New York, he's got an ample opportunity. I just don't trust Daniel Jones. I don't trust that Giants offense. Waller is definitely going to struggle in the run blocking game, but he's very fast tight end and basically a wide receiver. So I'm liking him at that position. And then Dallas Goddard for the Eagles. 
you know, for the Eagles, Dallas Goddard's a guy that's consistent. He's right there amongst the tier one, in my opinion. I think he's a guy that does kind of filter in as a potential tight end one player, but I don't think he's a guy that's a consistent tight end one player, which is something that I think as time goes on, maybe you can develop into something nice. But I don't know. That Eagles as a whole offense is pretty solid as of itself. And I just found out the other day that the town, the college town that I'm in in Aberdeen, actually was where Dallas Goddard got beat up right after he got drafted. So I've never been too big high on Dallas Goddard ever since I heard that story. But he is a reliable option, and he is a good tight end there for Philadelphia. And they had gotten rid of Zach Ertz and used him as the go-to tight end. Okay, your tier one. So my tier one, I think, is going to be like the guys who I'm, I'm really happy to get. I mean, they're guys who I wouldn't say I reached for. I think that uh, getting some of the other guys maybe a little more, uh, especially if you don't get your superstars. These are guys that uh, you want to still get. I mean, your superstars are probably going to go a little bit earlier, and those are guys that people are going to reach on because they want that little bit extra room at tight end, be able to have try to get a little extra advantage. These are all guys I'm happy with. Uh, Darren Waller, a uh, guy you just mentioned, last two years has been injured. Uh, last year only played nine games. The year before that played 11. Last year had 388 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns on 28 receptions. Now, I don't really trust Daniel Jones, but also uh, Daniel Bellinger there. I know that there's been that connection there, but I don't really trust Bellinger. That's why he was my tier four uh, uh, Waller. Uh, with Wal- with Waller, we've seen his upside when he is healthy. I mean, over a thousand yards the two years where he's fully healthy, nine and three touchdowns. Uh, now there's not a whole lot on this offense on the passing side. I mean, the other yeah, Saquon, but in the next wide receiver up, there's not really anyone there. I'm like excited for. So I think Waller's going to be the main target just in the middle of the field. Give Daniel Jones another option. Uh, next up, I have Dallas Goddard. Uh, I think. Jalen Hurts is going to throw a little bit more this year. I know he threw a decent amount last year, uh, but he also rushed a lot more. I think he's going to try to throw a bit more, especially because how, just how good their their defense and offense is going to He's going to trust their line more. Last year, he had 55 receptions, 702 uh, receiving yards, only three touchdowns. I can see those three touchdowns going up. Uh, he's only had three touchdowns two times in his career. Outside that, he's at four and five. Uh, I could see him getting staying right around that 700 range, 55 receptions, 60 receptions. But I could see his uh, touchdowns going up to that five or six mark potentially uh, down the red zone. Next up, I have Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is an interesting situation because I don't like Ritter, but Pitts is just such a uh, versatile player. I mean, he's basically another wide receiver playing the tight end position. Uh, Grant, he's had a very – uh, I wouldn't say bad career, but disappointing career from when he was drafted fourth overall. Uh, last year, only 28 receptions, 356 yards, two touchdowns in 10 games. Rookie year broke over 1,000 yards, but only had the one touchdown. So it just really depends on how his offense goes. I mean, he's definitely capable of being that 1,000-yard receiver again and probably have more than the one touchdown. I mean, that was very disappointing that year. Uh, but he'd definitely be a guy to get you – a thousand yards for around that 70 receptions and he could push over five receptions depending on how good this offense is next up i have uh pat firemuth i know a lot of people aren't a big fan of him but i know him and him and pickens have both been had a really good connection i know he had a really good year that last year big ben i believe uh his rookie year 
Uh, he had the seven touchdowns. But last year, he had less touchdowns, only having two, but had 732 yards, which is a little bit over 200 more than he had the year before on only three receptions. Uh, I could see him being that 700 guy with that right around 60 touchdowns and meet, meet right in the middle of the five – or sorry, meet in the middle of five touchdowns and be right on that 700 yards per game. I mean, yeah, you have Pickens, Deontay Johnson. You have Najee. So you got a lot of good receiving options there. Just having uh, a guy over the middle like Pat Firemuth, I mean, there's times last year where he had a really bad game and it really just pissed me off because I had him in fantasy. But, yeah, I don't know. I like Pat Firemuth this year. I think he's going to have his a real breakout year where he puts the touchdowns and receiving yards all in one year. Next up, I have Evan Ingram. Uh, Ingram, he's going to have a little bit less opportunities with uh, Ridley not being there, uh, depending on how they use ETN. Obviously, they still have Christian Kirk. I think J- Zay Jones go down. So I don't know if he's going to have the same amount of, uh, as production as he had last year at the 72 re- 73 receptions, 766 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, the receptions of receiving yards are both career highs. Touchdown career high was three, six was rookie year. But he's definitely one of those guys who can sit around uh, 60 receptions, 600 yards, and that five touchdown mark. And he's got his catch percentage has definitely gone up. I mean, that was his big thing is he would just drop wide open passes. Uh, last year's catch percentage was basically 75%. So he's able to keep that up and just keep that trust there. And they're able to open up more of the middle of the field, uh, getting Ridley, uh, Ridley for this year. And lastly, in my tier uh, two, or sorry, tier one, I have Dalton Kincaid. Uh, I really like Dalton Kincaid this year. Like I mentioned with Knox, I think they're probably a very good chance that they trade him. Uh, Dick Kincaid, definitely more of receiving tight ends, seven, 70 receptions, 800. 90 receptions, eight touchdowns. Year before that, he had eight uh, receiving touchdowns as well. And just how much that this Bills offense pass. I mean, you have Diggs, outside Diggs. Who else do they really have on the receiving side? Gabe Davis, yes. But I don't really trust Gabe Davis. If you watched the wide receiver episode, I did have him lower on my list. But, yeah, that rounds out my tier one. For tier one, these are guys that I'm getting, you know, from the get-go. These are guys that I want to have success, you know, from, I guess, being a tight end one position. These are guys that are a little bit more risk. Not to say more risk, but I guess not the superstar tight ends. And I feel like if they're not a superstar tight end, they're really not, like, a high-volume player. But anyways, Kyle Pitts. I recently obviously talked on the Falcon show about how much I think it's Kyle Pitts' time to shine. Entering his third season, you know, this is about time when he needs to step up to the plate and become more of a fantasy value tight end. I think he only had, what, one touchdown last year or two or something like that. Three touchdowns in two years, not very good. Tight ends are a position where they're really just heavy on getting touchdowns, and that's how they really manufacture their points. We saw Kyle Pitts get like a 1,000 yards, but he hasn't really gotten the touchdown that he needs. I think he's going to get at least five, six, even seven touchdowns this season and continue to be a very reliable threat there on the Falcons' offense. Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid is a guy that a lot of people are expecting to do well. And when they're guys that are this high on a guy like Dalton Kincaid, I expect him to do well as well. Very good tight end. We saw what he was able to do going into Buffalo. And as you had just talked about, a pass-first offense. Expect him to have a good performance. Sam Laporta. You know, not a lot of people are necessarily talking about him. I think they're starting to come to it a little bit. But TJ Hawkinson was really just in this position. I feel like I guess I say this every year with new Iowa tight ends. But in my opinion, as far as a tight end play and the ability to play tight end coming out of my school in Iowa, Sam Laporta was the best tight end out of all four in the NFL currently. Laporta, Hawkinson, 
Kittle, and even Noah Fant. Laporta was like all three of them combined. Tremendous hands, tremendous athleticism, and a tremendous asset. We saw what he was able to do, or the Lions were able to do with TJ Hawkinson. I think they're going to do the same with Sam Laporta. Speaking of Hawkinson, I'm putting them at Tier 1-2. I mean, yeah, maybe not a favorable matchup in Minnesota with having three prolific wide receivers, but at the end of the day, Cousins loves his tight ends. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to get a good amount of touchdowns, maybe six, seven receptions a game, and 50, 60 yards, a very big threat on third and longs for the Vikings. Firemuth, again, a guy not a lot of people are talking about, as you mentioned. He's poised for a big season alongside, like George Pickens, as you said. Firemuth is a very reliable option at the tight end position. Going into the season, Kenny Pickett loves his tight ends. Uh, teams that run the ball very efficiently typically have good tight ends. So I feel like Firemuth has a good season. I feel like Firemuth's a guy that a lot of people are going to pass on. So you may be able to get him a little cheaper than you would expect. And then George Kittle, uh, final tier one tight end. I don't miss, I like George Kittle. I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical of George Kittle just in the situation that he's in. But I do believe, you know, with how good of his offense that they are in, that he will still continue to be a very solid option at the tight end position. So, like in George Kittle there, and like I said, these are guys that I almost feel like you have to grab at least one of them. Okay, your superstar tier. So, for my superstar tier, I have to kick it off with Travis Kelsey. I mean, is there much more I have to say? I mean, last year, career-high 12 touchdowns, 1,300 yards, 110 receptions, also another career-high. Now, does he match that again? Probably not. He probably goes back to the uh, 90-something receptions, 1,100 yards, uh, right around that 10-touchdown mark, maybe a little bit less than that. But honestly, who else is really on this offense that, like, you can name wide receivers? Yeah, you have Sky Moore, but, like, Kadarius Tony, you don't know what you're going to do with him. I mean – Travis Kelsey is going to be the first tight end off the board, easily going to be a first-round pick. Uh, someone who I don't really suggest the draft. I mean, yeah, he's really good, but I think you can get better value, especially with the other tight ends early on that you can get later. Next up, I have Mark Andrews. Uh, I believe we talked about, or you said, or mentioned it in the wide receiver uh, show or tier list is that the Ravens want to be more of a pass first, uh, have Lamar pass a little bit more, and then Brent secondary if needed. And I think Mark Andrews is going to really uh, rely on that. Yeah, you have OBJ, but he's had an injury history. Yeah, Bateman, but Bateman hasn't proved himself. I think Zay Flowers is going to be good, but uh, he's still a rookie, so you can't put too much trust in him right away. Uh, last year in 15 games, I mean, Lamar – did Lamar even really play last year? I mean, he played early on, I think, but then was injured. Uh, he still had 73 receptions, 874 yards, five touchdowns. I mean, before that, I mean, with Lamar, he had 107 yard, 107 receptions, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. I think with this pass for our offense and definitely a lot better wide receiver play, it's going to open up the middle of the field for uh, Mark Andrews is where he definitely plays a lot more. plays more of the traditional middle of the field tight end. He doesn't really split out wide a whole lot. Uh, I think they were asking him to do that a little more when the – why receivers weren't as good. Uh, but after that, I have TJ Hawkinson. You mentioned Hawkinson's going to probably be prime for a lot more touchdowns. His offense, yeah, you have the good, two pull-through wide receivers. I won't say three. But uh, Justin Jefferson uh, and Jordan Addison. I mean, last year when he got traded over to Minnesota, playing 10 games, 506, 519 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, just overall in the season, I had – 87 receptions, 914 yards, six touchdowns, basically a career high in all the statistical categories there. And I think he has to on that. You were talking about how 
Kirk Cousins loves to go to his tight ends. So I think Hawkinson is very primed for a good year. He's just turned 26 recently. He was the eighth overall pick for a reason to the Lions. And I think he's going to show why, uh, show off and have his best season this far. And lastly, I have George Kittle. Yeah, I put him in the superstar just because I feel like that's the type of tight end he is. Uh, but he does have a chance to move down tier one. Uh, I believe that's where you had him. Last year, 60 receptions, 716 yards, 11 touchdowns, which I believe is a career high. It breaks his career high by 10 or by five touchdowns. Uh, but overall, I mean, I don't think he's had some injuries. Last year, missed two games. The year before that, three. In the year before that, he missed eight, uh, eight games, two, two games. So it's just been some injuries that's really held him up. But he's still been very productive. Uh, if he's able to be healthy and get you that 70 receptions, 900 yards, and that six touchdowns, potentially even more because of Brock Purdy being there, or if they go to Trey Lance, just having that tight end to go there. I mean, I know they have Debo and they have Ayuk. You obviously have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, but like outside of that, Debo and, and McCaffrey are both very similar in the way, the way they play. I mean, one's a running back, one's a tight end, but they both can run, they both can receive. Ayuk hasn't really proved itself yet and Kittle's just that reliable option for whoever whatever young quarterback they go to he has he has a career catch percentage at 70 72 percent which is very high for any tight end or wide receiver so for me I'm gonna just have two wide or tight ends of the superstar position because at the end of the day I feel like tight ends are at a premium and in my opinion there's only two tight ends that you should ever reach for in the draft, and they're obvious. It's Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, arguably a top-five fantasy pick as well. Mark Andrews is a bit skeptical for me as far as, I guess, reaching for. If I'm really going to reach for a tight end, it's going to be Kelsey, but I feel like I'm never going to get Kelsey because I don't feel like I'm going to ever draft Kelsey with my first selection. But Mark Andrews is a guy that is still having tremendous success. The Ravens does do love using him at the tight end position, so it's a win-win there for Andrews and the Ravens as a whole. And then, obviously, Kelsey, we know what he's able to do. So those are the two guys looking for a tight end early on in your drafts. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. As always, I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Heston, joined once again by AJ Ponciano. Take care. And good night.